Welcome to the Music Grind Podcast. This is episode 20. Back to the Music Grind, the podcast where we talk to working musicians to get a behind-the-scenes look, a day-in-the-life kind of perspective. And if you're coming back, thanks for coming back. I uh, hope you've been enjoying it. I hope that's why you're back. If this is the first one you're checking out, thanks for checking it out. Please feel free to go back and listen to any of the previous episodes. Uh, there's a lot of very useful information. And uh, I mean, I can't even believe it's already 20 episodes. This has been uh, a great ride. And of course, I continue, I plan to continue it, but 20 episodes already. And I wonder how I feel at 100 or 500 or a thousand, thousands a lot. Holy cow. Anyways, it's 20 episodes. So thanks, guys, for everyone who and girls, of course. Thanks for everyone who has been listening. And a few people have uh, left reviews on on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for that, uh, whoever you are. Uh, apparently, John Wick listens to this podcast. And uh, I'm a little frightened. I won't do anything to his dog. But thank you, John Wick and others. Please don't forget, uh, if for some reason you are not subscribed to this podcast and you are listening, please hit subscribe on whatever platform. And if you happen to be listening to this um, some other way, this is available on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and hopefully soon on Pandora and Google Play. Please subscribe, rate, leave a rating, leave a review, um, leave a comment to John Wick's review. I think you can do that. Uh, and share it. Feel free to share this if this is um, if this is helpful to you, uh, either for, to learn what a musician does behind the scenes or what it's like to live the musician life, or if you yourself are a musician and you need help explaining it. That's the whole reason behind it. So as you may remember, I went to New Jersey recently playing with uh, Mandy Harvey, and it was really good to go back home. I'm from Jersey. I didn't go to my hometown, but I went to a place where I did live for a little while, and I saw I got a chance to see some um, some old friends. Not that they are old, but we. Had, I was actually just thinking about this uh, when we were over there. Twenty years. We've been friends for 20 years, um, Will and and Kate, and then I also got a chance to see my cousin, uh, Rebecca, and her husband, and they they all got a chance to go see, <clears throat> excuse me, they all got a chance to go see the show, to see Mandy perform, and um, man, it was, it was really great to be able to connect. That is... That's the upside of this grind. The flight over there and dealing with Newark Airport was a mess. But all the other stuff, 
hanging with my friends, playing music, getting to see family. That's the good side of, of the music grind. Uh, and I don't know if you can tell, but something else that happened in New Jersey, the dry air just didn't, uh, didn't sit with me and I lost my voice. Like, as soon as we got there, we had to drive down to the venue uh, and start the sound check. And as soon as sound check was done, I tried to talk and nothing came out. And for the rest of the weekend, I'm trying to talk to people. And it's a little bit frustrating for me and I'm sure hilarious for everyone else uh, to hear me struggle to say anything. I, I still don't have my falsetto back. Not that I use it all that much, but I just don't have it. And um, so if I sound extra raspy or... I don't know what, that's why. And I might be doing that. Sorry, I'm going to try to cut that stuff out in editing. It's the magic of audio editing after the fact. Last episode, I mentioned there's a new logo uh, for this, what am I going to call it? For this uh, series, the Orlando Musicians. And this was a little experiment that didn't seem to work the way I wanted it to. Um, I have the option of choosing artwork specific to an episode. So I did that when I upload the, the audio and I do the whole thing. I uploaded a specific image and I thought it was going to show up. And then I go and I look and iTunes doesn't show it. And then I look at Spotify and it does show it. So if you use Spotify... To listen to this, you'll probably notice that Geo uh, episode 19, Geo Ponce, the logo is slightly different. And on Spotify, this episode will look the same as Geo's because um, another Orlando musician. If you're on iTunes or, or Apple Podcasts, I should say, uh, if you're on Stitcher, sorry, I have no idea how to fix it. If you know how to fix it, Feel free to send me a DM, an email at musicgrindpodcast or an email at musicgrindpodcast at gmail.com. Matter of fact, just send me a message. Let me know that you heard this. If you have a solution, great. If you don't, that's cool. We'll find one, but send me a message anyways. Today's guest, I'm really excited Uh I was really excited to talk to him because I think he's a phenomenal guitarist and a phenomenal entertainer. His name is Willie Colon. Such a fun dude, man. Uh, he really is a tremendous uh, and talented guitarist, but watching him is fun. He has fun on stage and it's visible. And then getting to play with him on stage, it's contagious. You can't help but smile and have fun when he's playing. Plus the fact that he's killing these parts. He's killing the song. It's great. Killing in a good way. He's He's got all the sounds. He's got all the parts. Cat uh, can shred. Cat can solo. Man, I was really looking forward to it. So we know him from the local music scene, Orlando and Tampa. But he's also been playing with... Um, with a Christian artist uh, group, the well, the group was Group One. He's played with them before, uh, and then from that group, he's played with Blanca. He's played with Yandel, who's a um, fairly big name in the reggaeton scene. And his most recent and biggest gig uh, to date is with Luis Fonsi. Of um, if you if if you recognize that name, then I don't need to say anymore. <laughs> 
If you didn't, I'll help you out. The song Despacito. That's Luis Fonsi. Huge song recently. And he was there at the start of that huge movement. And he's been on uh, international tours with Luis. And um, man, well-deserved, to be honest. Well-deserved. So in this uh, in this interview, we talk about his upbringing and, and how he got started, uh, how he discovered music. And the fact that he's, I love this, he considers himself still a dreamer. He had these big dreams as a kid. He still is. And the fact of the matter is that he's living out all the dreams that he had. All the stuff that he knew he could, he wanted to accomplish, he's doing it. I love it. And we talk about how he likes to put himself in uncomfortable situations specifically so that he can grow and learn something from them. Man, that's such a, that's such a great attitude. And to be honest, I find myself, um, I, I find it difficult to, difficult to do that, you know, to, to intentionally put yourself in uncomfortable. That's not an easy thing to do. And he does it. And we talk about how um, networking is important. He lays out, he maps out how he met this person and this led to the next person and this led to the next person. It's, it's really amazing. I was sitting down writing my notes and it really is just like a almost a straight line as he describes it. He views this, he views this as a business and he's, he intentionally views this as a business in the service industry, which is great. And we talk about how, how that goes on. We also talk about, um, this was really interesting and quite surprising. If you know him, talk about some anxiety that he deals with. In fact, he, it's a new thing for him. He talks about how it is new. All his life he's been kind of carefree, very happy. And after, the, after this big gig, coming back to the local scene, produced some anxiety. This is very real, and I think we all go through it. And he talks about how he has, how he discovered it, how it affected him, but more importantly, how he learned to cope with it. And then, of course, we talk about the future, what he's doing now, what he's looking forward to, what he's going to be working on this year and, the, and in the coming years. And I'm really excited about this, uh, and I hope you enjoy this. So, without further ado, Willie Colón. Willie, uh, thanks for thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate appreciate you being here in your apartment <laughs> yeah no thank you man thank you for having me i, I love talking so <laughs> good so um so you're your guitarist um what was how how did you get started in music like as a as a kid were you in a musical family was guitar your first instrument well um me it's pretty much since i remember i've been loving music um I think I, I I love telling this story to my friends. Uh, I the first story I recall loving music, you know, falling in love with something uh, with with a song or something. I remember I was in kindergarten, and back then that was like 1990, 1991 or ninety two, something around there. Um, they used to do this NBA video mixtapes. Okay. And you have you will see like clips of like basketball players, whatever, because my family's big into basketball. Um, but they would match like music videos with it. Okay. Yeah. And I remember one day seeing this video. It was like all the bloopers and all that stuff. Like 
and they had the song uh, uh, Steely Dan really in the years. I was in Puerto Rico. I had no idea what it is, but I just remember the melody since I was a kid. Yeah. And I remember my whole life listening to that song, you know, and, and I never knew what it was. I just remember the song. Um, actually, when I was about 18 years old, I was reading a lot of guitar magazines and I remember reading somebody. No, no, I'm lying. I had a line six putt in one of the, of the presets. It was called Really in the Years. And I used to play with it i was like man this guitar sounds terrible because it was like a ugly tone uh-huh. but one day it just made me want to look for that song and and i figured out, i was like man this is a song i've been looking for my whole life right because you, know? you didn't know the name of yeah it i didn't know yeah. you know i was in puerto rico nobody knew stilly dan over there at, at least in my circle you know right uh, so i i just remember you know i said that because i remember since very early on i was big into music and i remember when i was like on first or second grade um, when reggaeton was starting, it wasn't even called reggaeton. Yeah. That whole movement was based out of mixtapes. You know, people would bring little mixtapes here and there. And I had a friend, a uh, neighbor, that his family was from Carolina, which is where pretty much a lot of the big reggaeton uh, movements are happening. Okay. He used to bring mixtapes. And I used to listen to his music. I'll be like, man, this is amazing. Like, what is this stuff? Um, and we used to freestyle. We had like beat tapes and freestyle record. I was like in first and second grade, you know, and writing songs and whatever. Uh, this is stories that a lot of people don't know over yeah. here. So, uh, and I just think around there, I, I figure out I just love music, you know, and, and, and then I started going to church and I used to see the music. I used to go to a church that had like amazing musicians and, um, in Puerto Rico and and it's just I just wanted I, I figure out I was like man this is what I want to do in life you know I want to play music I want to be it's it, it was just something there was so much joy in it you yeah. know and I just learned that that's it, that's what I wanted to do and it shows when you when you play when you when we watch you play it shows <laughs> do, was there was it guitar that like drew you you know there are, you'll see kids sometimes and they'll sit there and they'll stare at the drums or they'll stare at whatever yeah to me was, I think the first thing I, I paid attention to was drums okay uh, I never got a drum kit though you know it was too big too loud <laughs> uh my family there was we, my family loved music, but they weren't musicians, you know? Okay. Uh, so I remember when I got a guitar, I, I started getting into rock music, a lot of punk rock and stuff like that. Really? Uh, yeah, when I was like about fourth, fifth grade, because it was very early on. I was around, you know, my cousin used to have like so much music and and. and he would really cassettes uh, back then. Yeah, cassettes yeah. and then CDs. When he got into the Columbia House thing, so he would yeah. get like mass CDs, all kinds of music, you know. And and my cousin really, really um, showed me a lot of different types of genres and stuff. But when I was in sixth grade, my math teacher he used to play guitar, and I remember he had the first electric guitar I've ever seen in my life, you know, like in, in person. Right. He had a Fender Strat. Which actually I have it. He gave it you to me. You have it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. He gave it to me because uh, that was the guitar that impacted me. You know, it was a, a white Strat. It was a 1974 Strat, and, and and I told him once, hey, I really want to learn guitar. And I I remember lunch breaks instead of going and playing basketball with the kids and whatever, I would go to the room to his classroom and he would teach me guitar. Wow. And and even in summertime. He would pick me up, me and another friend, and he would t- teach us guitar, you know, and then I started playing in church. How old are you? Uh, 
this is around sixth or seventh sixth. grade. You okay. Know? I was so, I don't even know how, how old you're supposed to be when you're yeah, in sixth I mean, grade. Like, people, uh, let people figure uh, it out. Uh, yeah, somewhere. But I remember grade, yeah. it was in sixth grade, you know? Um, and I was into Blink 182, listening a lot. <laughs> so he was teaching me a lot of like church music and chords, you know, a lot, a good foundation. Um, he was big into chord changes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was big into punk rock music <laughs> at that point. Um, so I was sitting down with CDs and, and learning music. Um, I, I remember used to be frustrated because I didn't understand the concept that people would record overdub guitars, you know, like three, four parts. Oh, I see. And yeah. I used to sit down and try to figure out yeah. five parts at once. I was like, how the how? heck people <laughs> play this, you know? And I think that really, you know, helped me a lot, you know, to grow and, and, and my style, you know, because I've always learned to just play focus in parts you know okay. i start focusing in parts I, I i start getting very picky about oh this note this guitar note this tone whatever right. and oh he must be playing it this way or oh, this intensity and i i did a lot of i didn't realize it back then but now i know that i, I was educating myself like a lot you know i did a lot by myself i took guitar yeah. lessons but not for so long you know like i i i learned a lot by myself in that time so I would say middle school and stuff like that was a big big time for me you know yeah. so. so Blink 182 punk music. punk music but he's teaching you chords so how how did you get like get those two and you were playing in church you said by yeah, this yeah I started playing in church um, when I was about 7th or 8th grade okay. somewhere around there um, but I've always been this kind of kid that that was always super driven, super on it, you know. So by the time I perform in church for the first time, I remember we rehearsed for like two months for one song, uh, but I was already thinking I was on it, you know. Yeah. Like um, to to me, I, I, you know, going back to the question of how I mix both, I don't know. I just never saw it as a, I guess in my head. Never really divided. Oh, this is punk rock music and this is church right. stuff. You know, I think in my head it just it was just music. You know, yeah. And 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 in church they used to play in Puerto Rico. They used to get a bunch of gospel records, and they would do Spanish versions of it and sing it in church. <laughs> yeah. And I remember back then was um, Ron Canali um, sing out that record. And I used to listen to that all the time and yeah. learn the guitar. It was Paul Jackson Jr. and guitar, yeah. you know, and, and I was learning that kind of stuff to play in church, you know. Right. So I guess in my head, I would listen for fun punk rock music, but all the other music, I guess it was in my me time because my friends didn't use listen to that stuff, you know. So it was like on my own yeah. me time, I would listen to like those records, you know. Did you also have like your own band with your friends and the the other student that the other guitar student? Did you have a, a thing going? Yeah, we actually had um, in church. My me and my friends, we we all love Blink One Eighty Two, so we did like a Blink One Eighty Two cover band, you know. <laughs> and we used to play at my friend's grand, grandpa's house. Um, we used to learn the songs, and we were terrible, like. <laughs> We never finished one song. Really? <laughs> we never, because the drummer couldn't keep up, you know? Oh, like, it was yeah. too fast, and, and and he couldn't keep up, you know? And it was a mess, but it was so much fun, man. It was like, 
the best time. And that's that's great. Your I mean your grandfather's letting you guys play. Well, it was my friend's grand grandparents. Oh, your friend's oh, grandparents. He, he for, we would go to his house because we could do everything over there. We could play loud music. Yeah. We could play video games till three in the morning. Nobody would tell us anything, you know. So, <laughs> so we, we used to love going there. So you had the you had the opportunity. You had I mean your and your parents were like supportive of this and super. Yeah, yeah my dad. Um, I remember my my dad's always been very supportive with with us, and when he saw I was taking it very serious about playing music, mm-hmm. um, I remember he asked a friend, and they took me to this guitar lesson in a different city, but they told him that it was the best, so my dad would drive me, you know, over there, and it, it was amazing, you know, and I remember. When I when I told my dad I really wanted to take lessons and take it serious, he took me to the one guitar store in Puerto Rico and he bought me like a pack. It was a crate, you know, the brand yeah. crate. It was like uh-huh. a guitar and a little amp. Yeah. Um, and to me, that was like the most amazing thing, you know, and I had my first electric guitar there. Do you still have that one? Actually, a friend of mine have it because in high school. I sold it to him because I needed money for a pedal that I wanted to get. And he wanted an electric guitar. I was like, hey, just buy my electric guitar. And I used to tell him, it's a funny story. I was like, hey, man, I'm going to be famous. This guitar is going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> so he still has to. I've been wanting to to send him a message to buy it back. You know? Yeah. Or like, man, I want my It's guitar. going to cost you a lot of money now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm not famous, by the way. but oh. You're getting there. You're on your way. Hey, I don't know. <laughs> um, so what? Uh, so now this is... This is what middle school still or high school? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm middle school over yeah. there, you know. And I started so around late middle school in Puerto Rico. Middle school is all the way till ninth grade. Okay. Uh, our ninth grade, um, I really started playing in church regularly, like all the time. And I remember the during the week services, there wasn't we didn't have the the band, you know. We okay. just had everybody, you know, the the I guess it was the smaller services. And sometimes you'll have people doing worship that would not sing at all. <laughs> and But that was amazing because anybody would step up and sing, and I would there trying to figure out the oh. key on the spot. Sometimes I didn't even know the songs, but I'm trying to figure out the key and then the song on the spot. And, right. and I remember all the, the youth people would sit in the back and laugh. <laughs> But it was funny, you know. I I've never cared about that kind of stuff, uh, so I about, used to laugh on, on stage. Too. You've never cared about what, like, um, like if I was uh, doing something wrong or something, you know, like it, like kids were like laughing because I couldn't get the the key, you know, or whatever. It, it sounded terrible. You. No, it didn't bother yeah. me, you know. To me, it was just funny. I, sometimes I would cry of laughing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that I learned a lot because you know, imagine just somebody would stand up and sing a song yeah. that you've never heard. And then you're trying to play the song and figure out the key. And, you know, some people that really don't. That can't sing. You know, can't yeah. sing. And obviously think about it when I was like in eighth or ninth grade. You know, I haven't developed that yet. But that's 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 what I was going to say. That's amazing ear training. Oh, that's the that's, best. Oh, yeah. It was the yeah. best training, you know. Um, to me, that's that was the best time, you know, especially sitting down, learning records. Now mm-hmm. that I didn't have YouTube back in the day, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, it's easier now. So I, I train a lot my ear in that time, especially in church. It was wow. ridiculous. Man, that's. <laughs> uh, so what? This is all. Did you know at that time? Like, this is what I want to do. This is, this is all I want to do. Did oh, you? definitely. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny because uh, like a two three years ago. 
um, I saw a friend of mine from middle school, and and we stay friend in Facebook. We we haven't talked, and I think he gave me the best compliment. The thing that makes me the most happy, you know, when I heard um, he was telling me like, man, you used to talk about this, you know, back in the day, like, cause I like, you know, the travels and all that stuff. And, and to me, that just reminded me to that time. I was like, man, I, I always knew I wanted to do this, you know, and, and I didn't know how to start, but I knew I was gonna go for it. I remember, you know, back in the day in the guitar magazines, you would read about Joseph Trani and stuff right. like that. and. And I remember when people would say, like, man, but it's like a, that won't happen or something, something similar to that. I used to think, me being a kid, uh, I used to think, but wait, like, why is he different than me? Yeah. You know? And it's funny because it, it, sounds, it, it, it sounds weird, but I used to think that way. You know, and to me, I, I guess that challenged me a lot. I was like, why he can make it and I can't. Right. You know, and, and I guess that I, I kept that thinking a lot in my life you know you still have that thing? oh yeah i yeah. i am like i i'm still a dreamer you know and and every day i just try to challenge myself in something new and and i try to i always try to get in places that i feel uncomfortable you know because um that's how you, that's how i grow you know and and that's how i learn the only reason I've, I've I've been able to do everything I've done is by putting myself in uncomfortable situations. You wow. know, like uh, one of the biggest relationships I had in my in my life, the person that actually got me to the gig I'm in right now, years ago, I met him in a church gig, and I like playing bass and stuff like that. But I'm not a bass player, you know. But I like to say I, I play bass because yeah. again, I'm not scared. You know, I like to put myself in that situation, and I remember. This was back in 2007 or whatever. He asked me, hey, I have a gig this next Saturday with this artist. I need a bass player. You play bass, right? I'm like, yeah, man, I play bass. <laughs> and he's like, do you play key bass? I was like, sure. I didn't even know what key bass was. <laughs> I had no idea what that meant. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah, I can do that, man. Um, but I, I always knew whatever it is, I could sit down and learn it. Uh-huh. And it was a big lie. <laughs> you know, like I actually never end up doing the gig, oh, okay. but because um, he figured out I cannot do that. You know, <laughs> but I guess that started a great relationship. You know, he his name is Danny Flores. That's a, he became like a mentor, like a big brother, and and always. You know, I guess he he really wanted to help me. It was like, hey, this kid right wants to do stuff. You know, right. Uh, so that's. That's how I got there. Again, going to uncomfortable situations, you know. Wow. So that's <laughs> that's interesting. So so coming out of uh, in in Puerto Rico, did you start working already? Did you start playing like after high school or during high school? Did you start playing out. Well, not out like that, but I started playing like in churches all the, church, the time. Right. You know, I started playing in churches, different I, churches. Like you would, go yeah, I would play different churches, and then when artists would come in. Yeah. We would put, because um, the music director in our church, he was like, like, he's one of my biggest inspirations, you know? Um, he used to put the band together for artists, and then he started calling me to be the guitar player, wow. you know? And and that's how he started doing it. I remember I played with this artist that uh, he liked me, he started inviting me to play. Right before I moved to the States, that's when I started gigging out, okay. you know, and I remember I got, I, I did a, sh- my, a gig 
and the first check I ever got in playing guitar, it was like a $60 check. And I was so happy. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I got $60. Yeah. Um, but that was right um, when I was moving to, to Orlando. And what, you know. what was that move? Like, what? And, and I'm curious, did, did now getting started with gigs, getting this first check, did it ever... Um, did it ever make you think maybe I shouldn't go right now? Maybe I should do more of this? No, because I really wanted to play punk rock music. And okay. I knew there wasn't a scene in Puerto Rico. You know, like I, when this happened, I was already deep into listening to 80s music, like Toto. I, I had a phase that I got big into Eric Clapton and blues music, you know. Yeah. But to me, all this stuff, I used to do it by myself in Puerto Rico. I didn't have friends. You know, there wasn't... People that liked that, at least in my circle, right. or people I knew that were musicians, serious musicians, or or listened to this music. So to me, when my dad used to work for the Navy base in Puerto Rico, uh, he's not a military, but he worked for the base. You know, right. um, there was a base close to my city. They closed that Navy base, so they gave him the option to, you know, either you move to a different base. You know, we can offer you a job or you lose your job. That's right. it. And obviously, my family couldn't afford to lose a job because, um, you know, that's, that's that, that, that yeah. was everything we had, you know. So my dad kind of was like, well, I, I guess I'll take it. You know, he moved to here, Port Canaveral. He got a job over here. And I was still in high school. So he lived for two years by himself here, you know, to have a job. While I stay with my mom in Puerto Rico, okay. uh, finishing high school, because um, she really didn't want me. I didn't know new English, you know, so she didn't want me to come here and get behind. Right. So right. she stayed in Puerto Rico, and she had only, she already was able to retire because she started early on uh, working at her job. That was her only job. She was a secretary, you know, and mm -hmm. he she lived that. She she worked there her whole life. So do you have siblings? Yeah, I have two yeah. older brothers. Cool. Okay. Um, they S moved as well. Oh, okay. They moved when my my dad moved. It's funny cuz my one of my brothers, he was going to move to Orlando around 2 weeks later this happens to my dad and he got an offer here in Florida. So it kind of worked out, yeah. you know. And my yeah. other brother moved as well. So I stayed with my mom alone, you know, and and my mom loved music, you know. She she her dream was to be a singer yeah she you know that and i learned a lot of things when when you know that time with my mom i spent so much time with her um she she when she was in in high school she would sing and sing in competitions she even sang once in in tv uh you know some competition whatever yeah. but back in the day my grandparents was like nah you, you gotta go to school like my, my my family was very christian you know it's like nah yeah. like that's that's not a good world so my mom got a, a secretary job and she retired as that right. so mom was big into music you know and we would sit, we would sit down and listen to 80s records and um i was discovering a lot of like toto and stuff like that and we would go to concerts, you know, wow. and, and me and my mom had a lot of, you know, they, 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 they both were very supportive when it comes to music, you know, just to me loving that and going for it. Uh, that's, I'm actually a little fascinated because your mom had this dream that essentially you're living out now. 
Yeah. You know, you know it's funny. Um, like my mom passed away like three years ago, you oh, know, and, and no, it's, it's life, you know, and it happens. Um, but it's amazing doing these things because I, I just, that's what I have in my head the whole time. It's like, man, she, she wanted to do this, you know, mm-hmm. that was a, 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 her dream at some point in her life, you know, and, and me being able to live it. She, you know, she's seen me working music. I've been working music, you know, for years, but at this level, Right. She wasn't able to see this, you know? Right. So um, I just try to remember that, you know, all, all the time and 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 just do something. You know, like, it's funny. I read this. When I moved to Orlando, it made me want to, you know, I didn't, I didn't have any friends or nothing. So it made me want to study a lot. I was big into history. I, I wanted to learn more. About Puerto Ricans, you know, like because we we are our political system is weird. But I I, I move over here, and nobody knew nothing about us, you know. <laughs> um, so I started reading a lot, and I remember reading once something that said, "Whatever you do, remember that you represent your people, yeah, your, your country, whatever." And I took it a little bit farther for me. I, I I took it that that I never forgot those words. And I took it farther. I was like, whenever whatever I do, I have to do in excellence because I represent my people, my family, you know, everything, all, yeah. every my background. So, you know, whatever I do, I try to do the best I can because I know it not only speaks about me, speaks about my family, speaks about where I come from, speaks about my friends, you know, yeah, everything, you know? So, absolutely. So that's, uh, so I just try, you know, going back to my mom, it's like uh, whenever I go out and play and perform something, I just I just want her to be proud, you know? Yeah. Say, hey, I'm doing this and the best I can. Yeah, you know? you're honoring her with, with, uh, with yeah. this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's so, great. So when um, <clears throat> when you graduated, you guys moved up here, right? Now yeah. the family's back together. Yeah. You stayed in Port Canaveral, or you came here to Orlando? I was in Port Canaveral. Uh, we're living over there, but the we had a friend in Puerto Rico, the the music director at my church. Okay. I was like, hey, I have a friend that lives in Orlando. He's a music pastor at this church. Uh-huh. Um, you should go there. You know, you should go there. They're great. There's amazing musicians, and I was very hungry. You know, like I. 18, man, like I I was a hungry kid. I'm like, I want to figure this out. Yeah. I want to do things. I really want to make it, you know? And 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 my dad, um, I was like, all right, let's let's go to that church. You know, I, I gotta give it to my parents because they were always like super uh, you know, supportive, you know? And and obviously they love church, whatever. And it was like church in Spanish. So where yeah. we in Port Canaro, there wasn't that many Spanish speaking stuff. So it kind of worked out for everybody. Right. And I I went to the church. I remember seeing the band. It was the best band I've ever seen in my life. You know, like playing like all this music. I'm like, man, it's like the DVDs I watch. You yeah. Know? And I remember some of the musicians used to play for for different pop bands, and you know, some some of them were playing for like Old Town and all that stuff. And I I knew that. And I was like, I gotta connect with these people, you yeah. know. And I remember I used to go talk to them after the service. Like, hey, I'm a guitar player. I just moved, but I was 18 years old. <laughs> so think about this 18 year old kid. Like, hey, I want to play guitar. And they were like, sure, sure, you know, of course. Like, keep going. Um, obviously, they weren't taking me serious, you know, because uh-huh. I was a kid, you know. Um, 
and I was all right. So I guess I got to start with the youth. So I started connecting with the youth ministry and started playing with the youth ministry. And I kept playing, and we were good, man. I'm not going to lie. We were really good. You yeah. know, and there was some 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 kids there that we were all, like, good musicians. Um, and one Friday, we had the opportunity to lead the worship in the, in the regular, in the main church. And I was like, this is the time I'm going to play my ass up. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go for it. You yeah. know, and, and and you've played with me. You know, you know, I like to smile and stuff. Yeah. So I did my whole thing. You know, I play. <laughs> and I remember the, one of the guys coming to me after the service and be like, yo, like, I know you told me you play, but you didn't tell me you play, play. You know, I was like, man, I'm, I'm telling you, man, like, I, I really want to do this. And... He was a guitar player, like amazing guitar player, still one of my favorites. And he he became in Orlando my first mentor. You know, his name is, is, is Rafi Olmeda. Yeah, and, yeah you, you I know, know Rafi. Rafi. Yeah. So he got me my first gig out of church. Wow. You know, I was playing a cover band. I was actually playing with Itzy. Okay. Yeah, it, it was a band and... and I learned all the songs, and I went over there. It was a great band. It was like Rafi. It was Jesse Caraballo on drums. Um, who was playing? I can't remember who was playing keys. It was me on guitar. Itzy was singing. Wow. Uh, it was my first gig in Blue Martini Tampa. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and I remember I had a blast. And and from there on, it's, you know, people started calling me. I started doing gigs. and. So do you, you, I don't know, you still keep up with Rafi, but do you keep up with, what what church was that? Like the, the, the people over there? What, the church is called Centro de la Familia. Okay. You know, it's called, it's still here in Orlando. Yeah. Um, um, do you ever go back? Or like once in a while? Once in a while, you know, yeah. like I last time I went there probably was like almost two years, you mm-hmm. know, almost two years ago. Uh, but yeah, I have a bunch of friends there, you know, a bunch of friends. Obviously, a lot of the people that were back then when I was there, they're not there anymore. Okay. Um, but I still have lots of friends, you know, and every once in a while I go and play there. And stuff. Wow, man, that's cool. And you know what we were talking about um, with Gio, we were talking about the network and, and just this word of mouth and just like meet this person. And then he got a chance to hear you and then connect you da, 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 like that. Yeah, that's, like. It's 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 important the network you know like people I I guess to me I didn't knew this you know but it, it's what made sense back in the day I was like I gotta my dad has always been a hustler you know I've yeah. seen my dad you know I don't I don't come with a family that had a lot of money or nothing like I remember with my dad on weekends. We would wash cars. We would do people's lawns. My dad learned how to do furniture to sell. Like, he was a hustler, you mm-hmm. know? Like, um, you know, my family, did. none of them went to school, you know, finished, like, college, whatever. And they just knew they just had to work their ass off to, to get by, you know? Right. And my dad always wanted to have the best type of living he could have, you know? And and I guess from that I learned like I have to hustle my way through it. You yeah. know, I don't know nobody, but I gotta figure out how and what what do I know? I, I need to be great at my job and I need to be a, a great person. You know, I need to be somebody that people like. That's just that's how it is. You know, I, I would say being likable is even more important, you know? And But that that 
do you develop that or that are you born with that? You know, I don't I, know, man. Uh, I, to me, I would say I was born with my personality. Yeah. I, um, obviously, personality changes. I'm going through a very weird moment right now in my life, you know. But but I guess I've always been naturally this person. You know, I like yeah. to talk. I like to smile. I like to help people. You know. Um, I guess some people, but it's like everything. Some people are born rich. Some people are born poor, mm. you know, and sadly, that's I, we wish we could fix that. But that's just how life is. Some people have it's easier. You know, some people are I don't know, have a uh, uh, some people are naturally skinny. Some yeah. people are naturally, you know, and, yeah. and depending on your goal, you have to, some people have to work more than the other. To get to that goal, yeah. but regardless, you got to work and do something, you know, and, and to me, I guess I knew part of, because this is a business, you know, part of, 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 of building a business is like, hey, I have to connect with people. I have to be likable. Oh, that's yeah. really interesting that you see it as part of the business, which it is. And I, I agree, but it, I don't. I don't know that many, I don't know if many people think of it that way or r realize that it is a part of the business. Yeah, like I. I guess I never was thought that way, but it's what made sense in my head. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because right now I'm in a place, um, I'm, I'm big into entrepreneurship and stuff like that right now. Like I really want to build my own business. I, I've been around a lot of people that build businesses and stuff uh -huh. like that. And I'm starting to make sense of a lot of things I used to think back then, right. you know? That honestly, to me, they were just natural. You know, they were just like, all right, I got to do this. All right, I got to figure out. Oh, nobody's going to do it. I'll do it, you know? Right. And and it's, it is, it is musicians, we think sometimes we're just playing music and whatever. We're, we have a business. Even if it's one employee, we have a business, you know? Yeah. And, and, and we need to start handling that way. Yeah. You know, like my name, it's not only my name, but it's the name of my business, you know, and 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 like every business, you have to have great service. You have to always give what people expect, you know. Yeah. This we're in the service business. That's what we are, you know? So we our quality always imagine if you go to a restaurant and the food one day sucks, you won't go again. Right. Even if you went ten times and the food was good and the last time you found a rat or something <laughs> You'll be like, nah, I don't want to go there again. Right. So we have to think about it this way. It don't matter how good you are. I don't know, playing 20 years, you know, like a 20 shows, sorry, man. 20 shows really good and show 21, you're terrible. You didn't care about it. You have terrible, like, attitude, whatever. Trust me, I bet these people won't want to work with you again. Mm. So I just, it makes sense in my head that it don't matter what kind of gig I do. I had to just be in, in my great, you know, the the best, um, how do I say this? Like the, the uh, Your best foot forward, your best attitude. Yeah, right? my yeah. best attitude, always. You know? What about, what about, because um, obviously sometimes there's going to be natural things. Today I'm more tired, or today I didn't eat, or today, Happened you to know, me last I, night. <laughs> yeah. I was tired, you know? Yeah. Uh, it, it happened. We, we played actually two weeks in a, in a row, you and me. Last week I was super excited the whole time, whatever. Last night I was tired. Yeah. But again, um, yeah, that doesn't mean. I always say try to give a hundred percent of whatever that hundred it is that mm. day. You know, because oh, yeah. 
uh, some people's 100% is higher than other, and that's fine, you know? Um, and some days we even change ourselves. Some days yeah. we're up here and the next day we're filling up here. But if this is what we got, let's make sure we give that, right. you know? And, and so I, what's going through your head like last night when you realize, you know, you were, you were telling me at the beginning of the night, you're okay. And then as the night, cause this one for people who are listening that don't know, this one is nonstop. It's three and a half hours, no breaks. Yeah. You know, and you go and go and go. <laughs> you just go, go. And you have, and you have to it's give loud. all that energy. It's yeah. loud. It's like, what's going through your head when you start realizing, man, this is this is really hitting me. Well, I think the what I start thinking is like, man, I'm tired. You mm -hmm. know, and I guess I start telling myself if I for some reason I feel that I zoned out, I'm like, all right, go back to the show. I'm I'm talking to myself the whole time if. I, I love musicians that smile and look at each other. And for some reason, if I feel I'm looking to the other side and I'm not paying attention to what's going on, because I feel, personally, I feel a lot of people just worry too much about other things other than the stage. I'm in the stage with this. We're creating music. We're creating magic. Yeah. So I got to be connected. I like looking at musicians. I like looking at them in the eyes. Like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> giving faces. And, and, and when I feel that I'm not doing that, I tell myself go back to go back to the show. Right. You know? Even if sometimes, and sometimes I'm not even feeling it. Sometimes the ideas are not flowing in my hands the way they are in my head. You right. know, or it's not yeah. sounding. For example, last night I wasn't feeling comfortable with the sound. I could not. Just to give a little thing, like I, I was subbing on this gig. You know, yeah. so you guys are throwing songs that <laughs> some songs that I've never even heard, you know? Right. Uh, but again, it goes back to this church thing. You know, like, that's why I never say no. Every time Sean asks me, I'm like, bro, just go with it. Just right. tell me, do I start? Do I play a key? Like, I'm, I'm always, I have a good memory. I can, if I've heard the song, I can remember kind of the part, how it goes, even if I've never played it. So just tell me the key, I can go with it. Right. Um, and I try to honor the part as my, I'm very jealous about that. You know, I'm very jealous about the song. You know, I feel the song was written that way and and, yeah. and there was a purpose, you know? Um, That's so, a great attitude, by the way. That, I, I, that really resonates with me. Yeah, I, tr yeah. I, I try to, you know, cause mm -hmm. I, uh, especially now I'm getting to production and writing songs and it's funny, the other day I was doing a show and I was trying to do this live arrangement and then I was like, but I don't want to, you know, now I started to feel <laughs> the other side. It's like, the song doesn't go this way. Why do I want to do a hit or this line? It just doesn't go, you know? Yeah. The musician in me wants to do all this stuff, but the producer, the producer. and the writer, I was like, no, this is right. the song. This is how it goes. Right. You know, there was a, actually, I can say that I sat down and, and, and there was a reason why this goes straight. There was no fill here. There's a reason why, you know. Right. But yeah, going back to that, I just try to keep myself and you know my toes and be like, hey, stay energetic. Snap. Try back to in stay on, on, yeah. on what's going on. You know, where sometimes we get in the habit of thinking that I've heard this and I've been, I've done it myself. Oh, the show was whack today. The people suck. It's like I, I, I started to change that because I'm like, you know what? The people don't suck. We're here to entertain them. Mm. They're not here to entertain us. Ooh. So it's our if if they're not feeling it, we're doing something wrong. Man, you know, you are, you are preaching. Yeah, so that's something I started to adapt. You know, like that that you know thinking that way. I'm like, like I, 
I need to always, I like to look at people. I like to look at them and smile. Sometimes they talk when I'm playing. I don't know what they're saying, but I, <laughs> I like to make it, you know, like yeah. once my English is not the best. Two, it's loud. Three, they're saying something as I'm playing songs that I don't even know probably. <laughs> and, and, but they love feeling that I'm looking at them. And even if I don't understand what they're saying, my smile, I was like, and then after the show, I try to go and talk to them, whatever. Uh, but I just know I'm not just a musician. We're entertainers. Yeah. You know, that's first. That's what we do. We're entertainers, you know? So right. you just try to keep that in mind the whole time. Man, you're, wow. Yeah, you're, you're preaching. <laughs> so how, okay, let's, co let's come yeah, back yeah. to. <laughs> Sorry, man. I, I told you I like to talk. <laughs> it's okay. That's what this is for. That's, a, <clears throat> that's exactly what this is for. So um, you mentioned Danny Flores who got you to where you are now. Before we get there, how did you meet Danny Flores? It was in a church gig that Rafi asked me to sub for him. Oh, okay. So Rafi and Danny were, were friends, whatever. Um, and Rafi couldn't do this church gig. And to me, it was a whole new thing that I would go play to a church and they would pay you. That would not happen in Puerto Rico. I remember they... <laughs> Yeah. He asked me to play in this church, and I was like, yeah, they will pay you this much. And I was like, wait, they, they're going to pay me to go play in church? So to me, it was like, oh, awesome. So I actually started, I became like a regular because he got a different gig, so I became like a regular in church. Nice. And, and in that church, everybody was hired musicians. So that's how I started connecting with different circles as yeah. well. You know, I started connecting the... Um, Cause I just love music, so I could play any kind of music and be happy. Like I just love. I actually love try to stay on different as much as many genres as I can, because it's just exciting to me. How like listening or do you go listening and, and practice? Playing. You yeah, know, you play practicing. Yeah. Like the other day, I've been um, I've been listening. Oh my god, I want to say the the name wrong, but, but I think it's uh, oh my god. I can't remember. It's Haitian music from, from Haiti. I, I'm not going to say the genre because I'm probably going to mess it up right now. But I just love the guitars. I think it's so much stuff. So I like to sit down. Every once in a while, I sit down and listen to the music and yeah. watch. Now that we got YouTube, watch YouTube videos on how they approach it live. Right. I like to see how they approach it live and, and try to learn that, you know. And I try to find music all the time. And not even, not necessarily guitar. I just love even... I think that was one of the things I loved the most when I started playing um, pop music and cover bands. A lot of the newer pop didn't have no guitar, yeah. and I, <clears throat> I love figuring out a part that Dang. didn't sound like a rock song. Right. You know, and that that I had a lot of fun doing that. You know, all these songs will start playing Lady Gaga's and whatever. Yeah. Whatever we had to play, and Lady Gaga actually was cool because it was more of the rock edge, but some of the pop. Didn't have no guitar whatsoever. So How'd like, you pull that off? Well, is it is it through different tech, different playing techniques, or different patches, or different? No, what, I what think do you it do? was. It just all goes back following the melody. You know, the songs had great melodies, and mm -hmm. and keyboards was the synthesizer was giving you great melodies. So so if if I hear a, a predominant melody, I would try to hang with it with an interesting sound. Right. You know, and 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 I started just putting. You know, this is now, you know, I'm talking back in 08, 09, whatever. So I was playing, at least here, a lot of people weren't doing that, you know? Like, people right. wanted to rock and roll everything yeah. and, and, and play, 
you know, I, I, I was trying the whole time playing pop songs. I didn't want my guitar to sound like a guitar. Right. I guess that's what I was trying to get to, you know? Right. So I was trying always, like, how do I make this fit in the song without changing, you know, because a guitar can change the whole song, the feel of it, you know? I was like, sometimes I would go with it because sometimes it was needed. Some bands like the rock and roll stuff, you know, mm-hmm. so I would go with it. But most of the time I was trying to see how I can play a part and kind of like mask the guitar in between what was going on. Just out of curiosity for like gear, did you ever get into like guitar synthesizer like with the MIDI pickup or something like that? No, mm-hmm. never. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I tried it a few times, but it was always like that latency. I can't, I can't deal with that. You yeah. know, to me it's just weird. And honestly, I guess what I like was having an actual guitar, you know, sounding like a guitar, but how can I make it fit? Yeah, in the right. sound. So I guess I, I really became crazy about that, you know? And it's funny because last night we were playing, I was thinking about this, like, man, I got to get back because I've been on tour, so I don't have my setup connected right now. Right. So I've been using my Kemper, which I don't have a program the way I want to yet, um, live. And it's kind of weird, Kemper, with all the ears with, and stuff. Yeah. Um, but... That's what I used to like. I used to sit down and try to figure out parts and create parts, right. you know. So, so I guess I've always, I guess I've always been a creator, you know. I didn't know, you know. So. Man, that's everything you're saying is really resonating with me, man. <laughs> so, so you meet Danny Flores, and now, so you've played the the bigger gigs that I know of for you. You've played with We Seen and uh, Yandel. With Yandel, Yandel. Only, and, okay. and um, now with uh, Luis Fonsi. And before that, I did a few things. Um, I was actually, it's funny, I used to play with Fonsi's brother. Oh, yeah? You know, he had like a pop project as well, so I, I was playing <clears> that. Um, I played with a Christian artist called Blanca. With her That's band, right, I forgot about the Group yeah. One Crew. Mm-hmm. And I did a lot of when people would come to town, they would hire me to play, you know, and I play with a bunch of, th- I can't remember right now. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much. And, and reggaeton, when I started playing reggaeton, you know, like there wasn't that many bands in reggaeton, you know? So I was like, how do we do this? You know? Oh, like a band. So it's all like DJ. Yeah. DJ reggaeton's DJ or, yeah. normally, you know? And, and when I started that, there wasn't a, a lot of that going on. So we yeah. kind of started you know, like putting bands and in reggaeton music. That's and stuff. cool. So that's cool. I didn't I didn't know that. That's cool. So how did how did um how did the Luis Fonsi thing how did you get into that? Well the I was playing with Jandel for a while. I was playing with Danny Flores again and, and that we were in that gig. Um I guess the new song um Despacito was about to come out. It wasn't out yet. And I think they were trying to change the band. They were trying to do like a whole new vibe, whatever. Um, he's been with the same band for like 20 years, you know, uh, at least the main part of it, yeah. you know. Um, and I think he wanted to do something, you know, it, he Fonsi used to play more like a lot of love songs, yeah. more alternative rock, ballads, and that's stuff like that. That's how I first heard it. Yeah, yeah, that's how we that's, knew about yeah. it. So when this came out, it was a new season, a whole new thing. So I, I think he wanted to refresh everything. So they actually hired Danny to put the band together oh. and do the new show, put the show, the arrange, uh, arrangements and stuff. Me and Danny, I've always been like his right hand, you know? Like Danny used to have a studio. I used to put the... 
the bands together for him and rehearse them and do all this stuff. So, so as always, he called me and said, hey, I need your help, whatever. So I was building tracks and stuff like that for him and, and to do guitars, you know. Then that's, that's how it happened, you know. But I've worked with Fonsi before as well. I did a few acoustic things with him. Mm, nice. So I guess it was everything lining up yeah. for that, you know. Um, what has been, because you're also, you, you've been on international tours now. What has been the the most difficult part about the that life? That I mean, that's that's a I've heard from several people. That's a really tough. Your time isn't your own. Your you know, Gio was just talking about like you have to be really careful with taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, what has been for you the the hardest part about it? I think. I think it's that knowing that you're always on somebody somebody else's time. Mm. You know, it it sounds simple, but when you're on tour, and you know, you're an individual. But at this individual, you're in a whole different side of the world. And if they need you at this time, they need you at this time. You know, like, I, I guess it's part of the job and you know it. But when you feel it, it's different, you know. And knowing that I have this commitment with this person, I guess to me, it's more the... At any point, they can call me, and, and obviously it's my decision if I do it or not, but they can be like, hey, guys, we got a show tomorrow, and whatever plans I had, I have to cancel to go on the road. I don't have to, but if I want to keep the job, keep, right. you know, that's, this, that's yeah. the thing. Like Everybody's like, oh, but you don't have to. Well, I don't have to, but if I want to keep the job, it's, again, going back to the business. I Oh, something going back. Something that I knew was going to get open a lot of doors for me, I knew I could never say no, which can be bad sometimes. But back then I was in need. I really wanted to be my I, I really wanted to be out there. I really wanted people to know me. I really wanted to grow. I really wanted to make this happen, you know. Um, so I knew I could never say no because I always thought if I say no to a gig, they're going to call somebody else and that somebody else probably can do it better than me. So, fuck somebody else. Sorry for that. <laughs> Sorry for that. But that's how I felt. I was like, yeah. this is me time, uh-huh. you know? And, and, and it's not about me being better than anybody or whatever. I just wanted to do what was better for me, you know? Okay, that's, so that, this brings up two things. The first thing is, do you, do you struggle? Because you said that person can do it better than me. Do you struggle? Is that like, yeah. you struggle with... Um, uh, an insecurity, yes. like yeah. It's funny because I'm going through a very weird. I'm gonna say a story that took me a long time to talk about. You know, uh, again, I've always been the kind of musician out there. I guess I I never cared. I would go and play with things. Um, when I got on the Fonsi gig, it was the year of Despacito. Obviously, it was the biggest thing I've done. Um, and that for, song is huge. yeah. It was like yeah. we traveled the whole world. I did things that I never even thought I, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do it, but I was like, shit, like, I'm really doing You're actually, this, you know, yeah. like, I'm here, like, what the hell? Um, so, it's it's funny, but I got there, and a lot of people probably, a lot of, you know, this is the scene in Orlando right now, it's totally different from when I was playing back then, you know, a whole different people and stuff like that. And a lot of people started knowing my name, and 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 I started gaining anxiety because, 
wow, now when I go back home and I go and play this gig, what if I'm not as good as they think I am? It's funny. Oh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a lie that, at least personally, I started telling myself. It's, yeah. a, it's an anxiety. And, and, and it's funny because I've never been like that. So it was something that I've never dealt with. Right, because earlier you said you didn't care if they were laughing. Oh, no. You didn't care. But now it's... It's not- funny because I, I went somewhere mm-hmm. else and then I felt that I had to show why I'm, I'm guessing i don't know i don't know exactly like where that justify comes from. why you're on this yeah gig. and why not because there's amazing musicians you know like and, and especially the new generation is ridiculous the yeah. new generation of musicians they're like oh my god so i started getting this weird anxiety and it was very hard for me to deal with because i've never felt that before i've always been careless you know right. i've always been careless i've always been let's go 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 and then i came back from I guess what it's like, man, I, I found what was what I thought it was success at, at that moment. Uh, and look at me here. Honestly, I'm going to be very honest. I even turned down a few gigs scared. Wow. It's funny. It's Lo- I, some local gigs? Yeah. Just because cause I knew I didn't have the time to prepare. I like to prepare myself very well. Mm-hmm. and Or I wasn't doing it enough. I started hiding myself. You know, which is funny. Well, I think there was a lot of things happening. You know, my mom passed away recently at that point. I was dealing with that kind of depression, which depression was a new thing for me because I've never been that kind. I've never been a depressive thing. So probably it all had something to do. I'm not sure. But I was already hiding myself from the world a little bit through that. Then this thing happened. So I probably has to do with that more than the plane itself. But I knew I started to hide myself. You know, I started to feel insecure or I was like, man, I, I cannot do this like this or I can. Then I, I, I try to do, to do the worst thing you can do. We, were, we talked a little bit about this last night. If this person is, if this person is doing that, I'm going to try to do that because that's what they're doing. Right. And that's a mistake. Like a copycat. You know? Thing, yeah. I actually it was a gig I did. Now I remember when this happened. I remember I got a call for this gig. It's a very hard gig. It was like a Michael Jackson tribute, salsa and crazy arrangements. Like the arrangements were ridiculous. I don't know how to read music. I don't I never learned, you know, I never studied that. Um, and everything is very, you know. It's crazy arrangement. Right. And I remember they called me for a gig, and, and I'm playing with all these musicians. They're reading all this music all the way through. I'm like, man, they're all killing it, doing all the lines and stuff. It's a lot of shit, you know? It's a lot of music. Great music, but a lot. And I remember getting out of that first... I remember I was performing with Chila E. I was like, you know, it was a lot of big people, yeah. and I'm here sucking. And I'm like, what the hell? Man? I'm a big Prince fan, so I'm like, why the hell am I sucking tonight? You know, like... I thought I could get through with my ear and that thing. It's like, nah, that that was very... And I remember leaving that rehearsal. I went to have dinner with a friend. I told him, I was like, man, I'm, I'm feeling terrible. Like, I I messed up, you know? And he told me this, which it doesn't say that I could have prepared a little bit more. But he told me, like, yo, just do your thing. If they hired you, it's because they want Willie. They don't want... Willie sounding like this one. They want Willie to do Willie's thing. Yeah. It's what I do. And I remember hearing that and I just went 
and I went back and it was like a cruise thing. It was like a three day cruise and we we're playing like every every night and and I remember learning it and I freaking smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did my thing because it gave me confidence. You know, I, I feel the, the most important thing we should have as musicians is confidence. Yeah. It don't matter, man. You can play one note. Even very if we conf- don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but find it. You know, you, you that's our job. We have to find that confidence. You know, like if we lose it, nobody can give us that. That's something. It's a state of mind. It's like life. You know, sometimes we think oh, it happens to me. Some days I'm like, man. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I was traveling the world and I'm thinking, man, am I doing the wrong decisions? It's all mindset, you know? It's all mindset, everything. How did you, how did you, um, how did you cope with that anxiety that, that you're talking about? Like- I just let it be. And I learned to talk about it. I, 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 I never used to talk about those things. You know, I never, I was very private. Mm-hmm. People just only knew Willie, happy, cool Willie. And then Willie got weird because Willie was never around, you know? Like, I was just hiding. You're you know? hiding, yeah. With the anxiety, I guess the depression and the anxiety, you know? Yeah. Um, I didn't know. I wasn't ready to deal with those things. And and I guess one day I was talking with my girlfriend and I I told her, this is exactly what I'm feeling. I don't know how. I, and I remember telling her, I don't know how to deal with this. Like, yeah. this, I don't, I'm trying to get out of this. I don't know how, you know? And... And I learned to talk about it. I'm still dealing with it every once in a while, you know. Sure. But 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 I guess now I learned that if I talk about it, I realize that it's not as big as I think. Right. You know. Right. You're creating a thing in yeah, your, in your I, mind. If yeah, it's great. It's great. I feel it's great that now everybody's talking about mental health and stuff like because things that you would ask me probably two three years ago, I'd be like, ah, that's that's for weak people or whatever, you know. And, and it's funny because look at me. Here, going through that, you know, and right. and it's a real thing, and and to me, that's my personal experience, you know, and I actually I've become, when it comes to, it's like I'm, it's like I'm in a process of learning again, to be that musician that didn't care, you know, it's it's, it's, it's oh, funny because okay. I feel like I'm again starting to get out of my shell, Some, something that was natural for you, yeah, you're relearning how to get back, how to, to get that. back, it's yeah. it's weird, I know. But I guess I just, I, I used to fight it. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I'm like this. I've always been like this. And I guess now I don't fight it anymore. I'm like, you know why? It is what it is. Right. This is, the, this is, this is my, my road, you know? This is what I'm going through right now. I embrace it and deal with it, you know? Right. So I'm, I'm dealing with it right now. So that's why. Good. Yesterday when, when Steve called me for the gig, I was like so close to say no. I was like, no, nah, I got to put, this is what I used to do all the time. I used to be that guy. I'd be like, "Oh, we need somebody last minute. Like, just call Willie. He'll he'll get it." You know. Yeah. And that's what I used to do, and that's what where I thrived the most. You know, that was my favorite thing to do. You know, like I I like the challenge. You know, and now I'm like, you know, I'm gonna put myself out there again, and whatever it is. Well, you know? I'm I'm personally glad you did because it was great playing with you again last <laughs> oh, night. Oh man, I, I have a blast always with you guys. Always. Um, <clears throat> so actually, going back to this. N- where you said you learned to not say no. Um, what about in times and situations that you have to say no because you're already booked? You know, what happens in those and how do you, how do you handle, man, I, I made this commitment to this musician uh, or to this group and something that might be a better opportunity, but I already made this commitment. Or even maybe it's not a better, but I, you know, 
I have this thing. Yeah, How do you handle that? It's weird because I, I used to be the kind of guy, and still I am in a way, like to be like, hey, I, I made a commitment. It didn't matter if I got a gig that paid more after and be like, no, I sorry, I can't because I committed. Unless they really had people they trust, you know, that can do it. Now I just uh, sometimes, you know, when my main gig calls me, I have to get out of gigs, you know. Um, and but first, people, but people know that, right? Like you. Well, but they get mad, you really? know. At first, they a lot of people are like, "Man, but I'm counting on you." I'm like, "Bro, but you booking me six months in advance. Like, I, I, I can't do nothing about it. I'm sorry, you know. Like, I now I, I'm just honest with people. I just told a lot of the people that call me a lot. I'm like, "Hey, try not to book me with a long time, because." I tell them if my artist, my main gig calls, I'm I'm gonna need you to, have go, to go. Yeah. You know, so I just want you to know if you're booking me this far in advance, that I might something might happen. As right. of now, I I always check. I always ask the office, hey, is there something? Are you guys looking into something? No, uh, but things may happen. You know, right? Things right. may happen. So, um, so I I try to be honest with people. Um, Sometimes it just doesn't work, you know. Sometimes <laughs> I've, I've had situations that people get mad, you know. Uh, but it's it is what it is. In the end, it goes back. There's a business. We make decisions what work for us, and we can win on everything. Sometimes we gotta sacrifice things, you know. Right. So so that's just how that's how I try to see everything. It's a business decision, not a uh, a personal decision. Right. You know? What um. What so we were we were talking about an off mic. What what's next? Tell us what's next for you. What are you working on now? Well, right now I'm excited because I'm I'm working on managing and producing an artist. You know, um, her name is Casey Conroy, and I'm also building. It's like a management record label kind of thing. I don't like calling it a record label, but we don't have a name for that yet. Yeah, you know, but yeah. but it's. We just want a platform, you know. Um, Casey's the first one, but we want to build a, a a platform that we, you know, give an opportunity to serious musicians, you know, serious artists, you know, that they're real about art and 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 try to break them in. Putting, you know, I, I'm I'm big into this is a business, and we all know it, but I don't feel everybody take it as serious as it is. It's like, hey, let's let's. Let's build, yes, let's build a career, but let's think about this as a business too. You know, we, we got to make money. We got to, mm -hmm. and, and I feel a lot of artists do a lot of things and then they realize that they have signed off their life when it's too late. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do we minimize that? You yeah. know, and, and and with Casey, I have this uh, this this company as with, uh, with Casey Conroy and Gary Conroy. We're all partners on this. Um, Gary Conroy has a big uh, background on entrepreneurship and stuff like that. He's been like a big mentor when it comes to that to me. And and we just believe in that, you know. And to me, it's challenging because breaking an artist is very hard, man. It's very hard. It takes a lot of money. It yeah. takes, takes creativity, a lot of hard work, you know. And, and, and the acceleration is very slow. Right. You know, once you get to speed, you probably, probably, because everything's probably, you know, yeah, you know yeah. nothing's for sure. Uh, you probably will, 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 will keep going, you know, but it's, it's a lot of work. But I love it because I found out it's, it's, 
it's, it's challenging me, you know, it's challenging me. And, and I like that. I, like I said, I like being in uncomfortable places. Mm. I have to do things that I've never done, but, but, but I've never been scared to put myself in that and new things, you know? So, so that's, that's what I'm doing this year. You know, I'm hopefully it's going to become very soon my, the one thing I do, you know? So are you, um, are you ex- uh, accepting other people? Like if somebody listens to this and says, okay, I need, I need this. I want to work with Willie. Are you ready for? Or, yes and no. You or know, are you going to look for people? Well, it, it depends. As of now, we're not looking because mm-hmm. I feel we're very focused on breaking Casey. You know, we're doing a, we're doing a lot of work ourselves, you know, like, for example, like I'm financing this, we're financing this ourselves and everything, you know, like we're, we're doing all that dirty work right sure, now yeah. and it's very time consuming and, and I, I'm big into details, you know, like, like for example, I'm learning things. Like I, I started hiring like graphic designers and people for the visual stuff. I, I realized real quick that people were just trying to get a gig and I'm like, nah, man, like I'm putting my life into this. I yeah. need love into this project. Right. And I, so I've been learning a lot of this stuff. Like I've been, I haven't been so active playing out either because I'm constantly learning. I, I, I was like, all right, I guess I worked with a few artists. I didn't like how they were working. I was like, all right, I guess we got to learn Photoshop and all this stuff. So I, I got in, I've been on YouTube learning, learning how to do videos, like learning how to do everything. You know, um, I feel not because I'm trying to be, the best or controlling. It's just when I talk to people, I like to know what I'm talking about. You yeah. Know? I like to know what I'm talking about. I like to know when you're telling me this needs to be this way, I need to have an idea, you know? Right, uh, right now, I'm not in the place that I'll, I blindly trust anybody, you know? And that's the business part. A right. friend person, Willie, is amazing as a friend. And the business side, I don't trust you because this is my life and this is my money. I'm putting my money right now. So I need to know whatever you're telling me it's going to be the best, you know? So, so that's the other side of the business that I'm like just learning, you know, just learning and it's challenging. And, and, and like I said, talking to other people, like, yes, we're always open for great artists, our great artists and whatever. I try to help. I have many friends that are great artists and, and I try to help here and there. I tell them, I I cannot commit right now because I have this one project, right? Could, uh, which I feel, man, I, I, I think this project is amazing. I, I love it. Um, but I'm always open. You know, you never know. You know, you never know. So as of now, hope ideally, we're going to have only Casey. And once that start moving a little bit and, 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 and getting some return, uh, probably we'll, we'll get another one. Then you, you know? can start. Yeah, yeah I have up. a dream. My person, my own individual dream. Casey, uh, she's a female pop artist. I really want to build, start up like a, a Latin project. Like I love, but I want to do something different, uh, something alternative. I don't know. And I don't know what's next, but I know definitely pr- probably it's going to be something Spanish next. Yeah. You know, so nice. Where can people find you? Where can people follow you um, and keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, uh, Instagram, Willie Colon, W-I-L-L-Y-C-O-L-O-N. That's pretty much me on every um, social media, you know, it's Willie Colon. Uh, yeah, that's the best way. Feel free to DM me. I always uh, answer and... And I think that's hopefully, um, I'm not saying the name of the company yet because 
we had a name, but we're changing it. Okay. And we haven't confirmed it. So we're <laughs> like, that's why I'm not pulling that. But you can follow me through Willie Colon. Uh, if you want to follow Casey, that's I'm, I'm pretty much I'm living on that world right now. So it's I am Casey Conroy at I am Casey Conroy. Um, Casey's with an E. C-A-S-E-Y-C-O-N. R O Y. Oh my God, spelling. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have it all in the show notes too. Yeah, but that's that's pretty much. I've been I haven't been very active posting on mine because mm-hmm. I've been really paying attention. You know, like uh, I'm I'm trying to learn all these things, man. Like uh, branding and marketing. Branding. I've been, yeah. We've been doing everything ourselves. You know, everything when it comes to branding to the visuals. We just recently shoot a video. It was the first thing shooting with an outside director, an amazing director from Orlando. Um, but all the visuals and all the graphic and stuff, we've been doing it ourselves and, and maybe it's not as it's best yet. I think they're amazing, but probably a designer will be like, Hey, that's not right, but it's fine. You know, it's our, it's real, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm very happy with it. And, and again, I'm just learning every day, learning other new things. And I've been falling in love with things other than music, you know. Now I actually have to tell myself, Willie, it's time to practice <laughs> music or whatever. But yeah. it's it's awesome. You have to schedule it into your day. Yeah, like it's it's. <laughs> I'm trying, you know. Like I've never been a calendar guy, or I'm, I'm, you know, Casey gets mad at me all the time because she'll be like, Hey, let's work together this day. Yeah. I'm, all I'm gonna tell you, let's work Wednesday. And she asked me what time. Oh no, we'll figure out that day. You know? <laughs> like, so I'm trying to get better at right. following a schedule. You right, know, right. like it's, I'm, I've always been all over the place. So. Right. Well, thank you, Willie, for taking the time to to talk to me, man. I, I really, I really do appreciate it. Oh man, thank yeah. you for having me. I, I told you, I love talking, man. Like, <laughs> we could talk here in ten hours. <laughs> nice. Well, then I'm gonna have you back um, after. Uh, in you know maybe like later on in the in the new year after you've uh, built the the business more and after you've decided on the name yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely definitely no thank you for having me and, and uh, this is awesome you're doing this man giving a platform for musicians sometimes you know a lot of people don't hear our names you know right. and and this uh, we got great stories too all of us all of us have yeah. amazing stories you know yeah. so I so thank you for doing this thank you I appreciate that. Well, there you have him, Willie Colon. Willie Colon. So if you know uh, anything about salsa music, um, or if you looked him up, Willie Colon is a salsa musician. He's a trombonist and a producer and such. This is not that Willie, clearly you heard. But this is this is Willie with a Y. Willie with a Y. Willie Colon. Did you guys catch what he heard about Joe Satriani um, opening up the guitar magazines and and looking at cats like Joe Satriani and uh, thinking, man, if he can make it, why can't I? Did you catch that? That kind of dreaming, that level of dreaming, and the fact that he's actually doing it, that he's living the dream that he had as a kid. But he's so right. If Joe or Steve Vai or anybody else can do it, why can't I? Why can't you? Man, did you guys catch that? <sighs> um, I loved also what he said. Uh, you know, the audience isn't there to entertain us. Oh, man. 
I, I can't, I don't know that I expressed it. I don't know that I can express it now or even in that interview, but man, that hit me so hard. Uh, just think about it. Take a moment to think about that. And I love that he, I love that he learned to talk about his anxiety. That's how he is coping with it. Coping with it. He learned to talk about it. He still, still deals with it. And it's a very real thing for us in the performing arts. It is a very real thing that doesn't get talked about enough. In fact, uh, in a few months or a few weeks now, I'm going to have a whole other episode talking about that because it doesn't get talked about enough. Talking about anxiety, talking about some of those struggles. Um, and I love that he's relearning to be carefree, essentially, to be that carefree musician that he was when he was younger. Um, this was a great interview. So thank you to Willie for sitting down with me and thank you for listening. Go find him on Instagram at Willie Colon. Remember, W-L-L. <laughs> Hold on. Let's try that again. At Willie Colon, W-I-L-L-Y-C-O-L-O-N. Um, find him on Instagram there and keep up with him because he posts really cool pictures and videos. Um, there's one where he's doing uh, Stevie Wonder, Overjoyed. That's a really cool um, a cool version of it. Uh, he mentioned Casey Conroy at I am Casey Conroy. I'll have all these on the show notes. Go check her out. Uh, he's a big part of her team. Uh, like he said, he's, you know, he's um, producing and writing and managing the whole deal. And then the company that he was talking about, uh, from the looks of it, it has an official name, 10 in 12. Uh, they're at 10 in 12 official. Check that out. That's what he's doing. That's what, you know, as he said in the interview, that's what he's going to be working on this year. That's where his focus is. And, and um, I'm really glad to see that. And I, I wish him all the all the success. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate and review, leave a review, um, whether it's in whichever service you use. This is available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. I think it's on Google uh, Play or whatever Google's version of it. And hopefully soon, I still haven't received any email back from Pandora. Of course, you can find it on the website themusicgrind.com um, feel free to send me a DM or an email so DM is at musicgrindpodcast that's on Instagram follow, uh, follow that follow me on Instagram follow the podcast and keep up to date you can email me uh, musicgrindpodcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions, if you have any questions uh, for musicians, if you have suggestions of who I should talk to, if you have an answer to my logo issue <laughs> um, with the podcasts, or if you just want to say hello, um, or you want to tell me I'm doing something wrong and you think I can do something better, that's cool. Just, you know, that's cool. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, send me send me something. Send me a message. Send me a message in a in a bottle, a virtual bottle. My name is Tito. You can find me on Instagram at TDV Music, and I put stuff up there. Not as cool as Willie, uh, but I do put pictures and sometimes a video. I put a 
I put up a video of a theme song, a TV theme song a little while ago. Go check that out. Go listen to that. Send me a message about that. So uh, there you have it. That's uh, episode 20, everybody. 20 episodes already. Wow. So until the next one, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.